Hey, Hillary. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to season three of What Are You Listening To? The weekly podcast created to foster community through music by sharing the stories behind the songs that soundtrack our lives. Some of the songs are old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by Hillary Neblett. Hillary is a mom, a marketing executive, and a good friend of mine for the past 23 years. Today, she joins me to talk about one of my favorite things, a movie soundtrack. This week, us moms are going to talk about the movie, and more importantly, the music from the new Apple original film, Flora and Son. So stick around as we discuss four songs that we loved from the movie. For the best listening experience, I recommend tuning into the show on Spotify. Then you can hear the show with the songs we discuss incorporated. You can also find the show on Apple, Amazon Music, or wherever you stream. But if you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Hillary, let's talk about the music from Flora and Son. Let's. Actually, can we back up a second? We've been friends for 23 years. I, we must have met when we were born. Right. right. Yes. Yes. We were very, very young. Kindergartners, something yeah, like that. Of course. <laughs> um, I loved the movie and I loved the music. Um, and the first song I want to talk about um, was Abra de Cabra um, by Gary, Gary Clark. Um, and I listened to the music before I watched the movie just so that I could hear it and, and get a, an ear for it because it takes me a little while for the songs to land. So yeah. um, so listening to it out of context and then watching the movie, the song is exactly what I thought it was. It's like this guy rapping about shiny gold things. I like shiny gold things. And yeah. um, it just cracked me up. It, I, dance music isn't really my jam, but... The song just cracked me up, um, and it was exactly what I thought it was when I saw the guy in the movie uh, recording his rap video with the the great big jacket, the giant gold chain, the girls, the cute girls dancing. It was hilarious. Yes, I totally agree, and I love like um, so. I'll back up for a second and just talk a little bit about John Carney. So, for those people that don't know, Flora and Son debuted at the Sundance Film Festival this year, um, and it got picked up by Apple. And um, John Carney also did a movie called Once, um, which you know Ireland Dublin is a main character in as well. So he tends to you know center his movies in Ireland. Um, and then he also did a great movie called Sing Street that I also love. So if you're not familiar with his movies, definitely go back and um, and give those a watch. They're both really good. And then he has an Amazon Prime show too called Modern Love, which I haven't watched, but I hear good things about. Um, but this movie in particular, I just think is so sweet. You know, his movies are often like a love story. Um, once again, kind of like launched his career. Um, and that was definitely a love story. And it also talks about how music sort of bonds people. And so those are obviously subjects that are near and dear to my heart. Um, but I love that you picked this song because I feel like this song does like sets the tone of the movie. You know, you're in for a comedy, which I think that 
this movie is to some degree, you know, you're in for some different music. I think, you know, with Sing Street, he focused on sounds that kind of sounded 80s. With Once, he focused on music that sounded really um, like not Celtic music, that's not the right word, but like what they were listening to, like kind of folky, like Dublin before like Mumford and Sons and all that, you know, like it, it was kind of that music. And I feel like this one, he does venture into like this dance um, rap kind of genre yeah. um, that is different than where he usually goes. And I just, I think the the name of this song is so catchy because oh I kept God. listening. I'm like, Abra de Cabra, it's not <laughs> Abra Cadabra. Like I'm, no. I'm confused. No, 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 it literally made me laugh. I was, you know, walking through the house, doing my stuff, listening to this and he says Abra de Cabra and I just started cracking up. Yeah. And it reminded me of a conversation I had with a bunch of moms. So I have, um, boy girl twins and then i have a a 10 year old son and so harrison his he's 13 and we i was hanging out with some moms and one of the moms was asked is are your boys wearing chains and i'm like well what do you mean chains and she's like well grayson wants this like gold chain and i'm like you mean like a rapper and she's like i kind of do and so then we started talking about their drip which is i don't oh, know yes. I'm still I'm picking up the teen lingo and so that's exactly what I thought of when I heard the song and then I watched the movie and there's the guy with his drip and his and singing about his shiny gold things and it shiny gold chains and it just reminded me of this conversation I had with some moms about what the hell like what if we rolled out in these giant totally like what would the what would the kids think about that and then we were all over Amazon and we found this like diamond encrusted like um, H for Heather and Hillary. <laughs> what if I were this? Super gangster. Like, super gangster. The uh, <laughs> Howard County moms. <laughs> right. Well, I love to, like, I'll mention this throughout the recording today, probably. But man, the Irish, they can turn a freaking phrase, right? I mean, that's what's hilarious about these rap songs, like the rap sections that we get in here, too, is because you get some of that really great, like, Irish folk have the gift of gab, you know, the story about kissing the Blarney stone. So I just love that we like this gets highlighted in these songs. Like, you know, like he talks about going back to my flat in the high on die, you know, where you're like, what are they talking about? And then my favorite, I think my favorite line in the song was I put the dub and the bling in Dublin. Dublin. Yes. I'm like, it's a thinker, but it works. Like, yes, he does the dub and the bling in Dublin. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I played it for the kids last night and Aurora wanted me to send her the song. She's like, can you send me that song? Yeah, it's so cute. And I think, you know, like in terms of the movie, and again, another reason that I was super anxious to have you on to talk about this particular film is listeners know that I have um, a child myself. I have a daughter who is almost 16. Um, But I love everything that this movie says about sort of parenting and the mom experience. Um, and I, and it is the story of like a mother and a son. And so I'm like, well, I don't know that I can do this conversation justice if I don't have a mom of a boy on the show as well. And so, um, again, thank you for joining me for that. But I think that there are so many like rich moments between the mom and her son in this movie. And this is kind of one of them, you know, this song is kind of, I think when she first sees how connected he is to this music and there's a girl involved, you know, that he likes that she later helps him land. We'll get to that when we get to my picks. Um, but that's kind of, this is the first time you sort of see her wheels turning a little bit about like, Oh, I wonder, if this is something that 
you know, my son and I could connect on because that is like, as a parent, that's one of the things, at least I feel like I, when my, when my daughter was little and still like, you're constantly looking for those things that you can connect on. And, and there's so much of it as a parent that you sort of have to endure. Like I know way more about Minecraft than your average Joe because right. You know, like, I, and that's something that you connect on because like, it's something the kid's super into, but like, I don't dig Minecraft, right? Like I don't want to sit around and talk about Minecraft. So you are, you're constantly looking for those things where it's a little bit more like pleasurable to connect on. Um, and so I do love um, Abracadabra for that reason. Cause that's kind of, at least for me in the movie, the first time I see her wheels kind of spinning on like, Oh, Hmm. This looks well, like, yeah. And it doesn't seem like they have a lot in common, except they're so alike. When the movie opens up, he's like getting busted for stealing. And yeah. then I think the next scene, she's a mother's helper. She yeah. hands the baby off and then she swipes like some money out of her purse. And yep. I'm like, um, you're a thief too. Yes. <laughs> so they are alike. Um, and then to find another shared interest that they could bond over and connect because it didn't look like they were very connected. It didn't seem that way um, when the movie opened. But you can see their connection throughout um, throughout the film over music, which was great because they're bonding over something that they both really enjoy. I'm trying to bond with my sons over soccer, which mm, don't care a whole <laughs> lot about soccer. Um, but it is neat when you find something that your kid loves that you also love that you can you know, share. Yeah. And I think that was a big part of why I loved this movie so much and why it rang true with me. I think that's, you know, been something, especially of late that Ivy and I have really been able to connect on is our love of music. Even if we like different kinds of music or different artists, like we can always come together and like, oh my gosh, you have to hear this song, you know, and she'll do the same for me. Oh mom, I love this song. You have to hear this. So yeah. I love that connection. And I think that we kind of get, um, we get the culmination of this share love um, in your second pick. So tell me what your second pick from the movie was. My second pick was High Life, and it's by Eve Hewson and Oren Kinlan, the, um, the stars of the movie. Yep. Um, and they're singing the song together at like an open mic night or whatever at a, at a bar in Dublin. And again, I listened to this song or the whole soundtrack while I was doing other stuff throughout the house no real context for where it lands in the movie. And I enjoyed the song when I heard it, um, folding laundry. And then when I heard the song while the movie was, I was sobbing. I was, yeah. it was so, it just, I had all the feels after seeing, I mean, it's the, I don't know if spoilers, but it's at the end of the movie and yep. it, and it really nicely wraps up this journey that this mother and this son have had and this bonding that they've experienced. And then the song, I think the, one of the lines in the song that's my favorite is, um, you know, I might be a bitch, but I'm your bitch and I'm all you've got. And she's a single mom raising this boy. There's a dad kind of in the picture, but he's not super involved. And, um, and I think about that sometimes when I'm parenting my kids and it's such a different situation. I have a very participatory, you know, they've got a dad. My husband and I are like both like in it with these kids, but we're not always doing it right. Or we're making mistakes like a lot but we're their parents and we're what they have and we're doing our best and, and we are going to be just fine. I think that was another line in the song towards the end that this goes out to all the mothers and we're all going to be just fine or we're all doing all right. Um, 
And that resonated with me. And the song definitely had me weepy. I was worried I was going to be weepy talking about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, super moving. Yeah, I I mean I might get weepy as well. Like at the you're right, at the very end, you know, she's she kind of like screams almost like this song is for all you mothers. We're all gonna be just fine. And like here I am, I am getting weepy. And I was like, why does that make you weepy? And is it like is it really because it's such a thankless job that like randomly when somebody screams it at you in a song, you're like, Yes. <laughs> well, and we're all gonna be just fine. Like nobody's doing it right. Nobody's I mean, in real life, I mean, I know that there's a lot of projection of perfection, but the reality is we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Can we swear on your podcast? You can. Yes. I mean, nobody (laughs) knows what they're doing. We don't get it like a guide or, you know, babies don't come with a book. Right. And, and you don't even know if you really did a great job until they're grown and they're not like murderers or, you know. Yes. On the pole. I mean, you just don't know. And so we're just doing our best. Every mom, every parent is. And um, and it does. That did resonate. And I think that is why I got emotional about it. Um, and it is like just in terms of like a movie, it really is like a beautiful, like it it culminates the way you want it to without being a big spoiler alert. I will let like, I, I feel like I can say that. And, yeah. you know, Eve Hewson, who we've mentioned, Eve Hewson and um, Oren Kinlan are the mother-son stars. That's Flora and her son, Max. Um, and for those that don't know, Eve Hewson is Bono's daughter of U2 fame. Um, and she's great. I actually loved her in a, in a show called Bad Sisters. Um, that's another one. Like, if you haven't seen that, I, here's my plug for Bad Sisters. But, you know, Eve Hewson has, like, all the chemistry and, like, stage presence of her dad, I feel like. And then like the brains and the hoop spa of her mom, you know, who's an activist. And so I just love seeing her in this movie. I love seeing her in a musical role. Um, And I remember reading, I was really curious. I was like, I wonder if she went to her dad for any help with this. And she said, no, she's like, you know, he's taught me so much about life and about just like being a human. And he's such a great, you know, singer and songwriter. Like I just, I, I was too intimidating. Basically it was kind of, I'm paraphrasing, but she was like, Nope, I just like, I went out there and just did it. Um, so I love that. I love that. She's kind of like charting her own course. No music in this anywhere sounds like anything at all. You too. Right. Like it's totally different. Um, and I just, I thought that this was great. I think that she, this really like is a moment where Eve Hewson really shines for me in the movie. She's, she's great throughout, but, um, I I think another line or another section of this that resonated too was at the end. And again, when you hear the song, she and her son are singing it also, we'll get into this a little bit later, but Joseph Gordon Levitt plays kind of the third main character in it. And they have him on a laptop from LA they have you know the boy's father and her ex-husband playing bass guitar which you know there's a great moment where he tries to go into like a bass solo and like in the middle of their performance she's like no absolutely not no no when I listened to the song the first time I heard that like wonky bass and I'm like that's weird and then when I saw it on the movie and she shut him down yeah yes she's like definitely no that was right no more of that like no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we're not doing that. Um, but I love the part where she's like literally like looking across the stage at her son and she mm-hmm. says, she sings the lyric is this song's a love song. It's not an apology, but sometimes I hate you. And then she kind of pauses for a second 
And then the rest of the line is reminding me of me. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah." Uh, what have I said since we first had kids? Like the most humbling thing ever is parenting because you have like this little mirror (laughs) following you around all the time, like showing you all of your best and worst traits, like in real time. And so I, that like, so that, that lyric just hit me like a ton of bricks. This song's a love song. It's not an apology, but sometimes I hate you reminding me of me. And I'm like, yeah. yes. That's been the roughest. Well, there've been a lot of rough things. Like when you walk into the hospital, a family of two, and you walk out of the hospital, a family of four, that right. was rough. <laughs> I'm twins. We grew exponentially, but like Aurora, you know, she looks just like Brandon and Brandon's family, but she is wired just like me. And yeah. all of the things that I'm like, I'm trying to save her from making the mistakes that I made, you know, and it's, and that's where our biggest conflict comes when I am trying to help her. <laughs> she doesn't really want my help. And when I take a step back, I turned out pretty okay. Like yeah. even given, and maybe because of all of the uh, mistakes and side roads that, you know, that I've taken, um, in my 23 years or 48, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, Um, whatever. And then same thing with, you know, Brandon and Harrison, Harrison looks just like me, but he's wired just like his dad. And the things that Brandon has spent 50, whatever years working on, on himself, he's trying to like let Harrison be Harrison and, and let these kids be who they're going to be little us's. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It is true. It's hard. That's hard. And then like we talked about, like trying to find that thing that, you know, connects you to your kid, like just doesn't magically happen. I think those are the two things that I thought would just go down, right? Like you'd automatically know what to do and sort of like love seeing yourself reflected back in this other human. (laughs) And (laughs) that, you know, like you're automatically going to connect on things because you created this person. I'm like, yeah, no and no. Like, yeah. When those Although, two things do happen, it's great, but yes. I thought they would just be magic. More of it. Yeah. Well, and so in the movie, when he's, um, when, uh, what is it, Oren Kinlan is, is rapping at the yes. end of the song, you can see her watching him and just yes. the pride and the love and, you know, kind of the surprise because he's silly and the way, you know, he's rapping, girl, he's referring yeah. to his mom as girl, yeah. uh, but you could see like the pride. And, and I do feel that way when I see Aurora, who is just like me, come back with a snappy little comment and a super dry sense of humor, I yes. die because that's me in her. And those are the things about me that I like. Um, and so it is, it does make me proudful um to see those um traits coming out in my kid definitely definitely i totally agree and i think that's like that's a good segue to into um our next set of of picks my first pick um being a song called i'll be the one by adam hunter And like, this is what we were just talking about, right? Like this is where, like this scene in the movie is where Flora helps Max kind of write and create this song and a music video to win back the girl that was actually in the music video in Abra Decabra. Yes. Um, And so he kind of does his version of like, look, when you're done with this like flashy Dublin rapper guy, like I'll be the one that you come back to. And so I just thought this song was like a, 
sweet, cute song. And you do, you get to hear like, you know, his sort of like longing for this girl. Um, but I really loved that this was kind of the moment in the movie when you see them working together for a common goal and to accomplish, you know, a, a common task. Um, this part was just great. And then like later on in the movie, you learn how important it was to Max this day where they made this video that, that kind of brings it full circle. But, um, I just think it's so cute. And to your point about how, like, she's looking at him with a ton of pride. Um, there's a section during when this song is playing in the movie, um, where he's like, they're working on it together and he's on the computer and she's helping write lyrics. And he comes up with this lyric and tells her to write it down. Um, and the lyric is, and when you're done getting knocked down and when you're done getting up again and when you're down on the canvas baby I'll be the one that never counts your heart out I'll be the one in your corner and there's a funny part where he says um, and when you're down on the canvas baby she's like canvas baby and he's like just write it just write it you know yeah and you're like and that, I just feel like that's one of those moments where like you're so stoked to be like jiving with your kid and then they'll do something where you're just like wait what and then, oh, but then yeah. you're like I can't run the move I can't ruin the moment like I have to just roll with it you know <laughs> Right. Let them be them. And, and, but then he brought it back and she said she liked the, uh, the boxing metaphor, you know, yeah. that's the canvas that he was. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Um, and then they, they use that in the music video, which ends yeah. up being really cute. Oh my God. When they were shooting that video, I was cracking up. He's like <laughs> in front of that. Uh, what was it? The Defender. Oh, the ra- and he's in front of like the range. Is it a Range Rover? It's the- a Range Rover Defender. Okay. And yeah. And he's like sitting on the guy's car and the guy <laughs> Comes out of the store, away and honks at him when he drives by. Yeah, and I think they both flip him off. Like the mom flips him off, she flips him off. Like it's very, um, yeah. They're they're kind of like down and out. You know, they're not a super wealthy family, and they're in like the fancy part of Dublin, posing in front of this car for the video. That you find out, gold chains on, and is like not their car. And yeah. his fancy coat and not his car. <laughs> totally. It's so funny. Well, and I think that like I think that this is such like a cute, like kid love song that I love transitioning into sort of our final song to round out the playlist for Flora and Son into what I think is like a really beautiful adult love song. Um, and so my second pick from Flora and Son is a song called Meet in the Middle. Uh, by Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Eve Hewson. So this one is, um, you know, I think we focused a lot on like the Irish part of the soundtrack with our first three (laughs) songs. And then you do like you do get a few of these great songs that are very American and very L.A. like singer songwriter style um, when you bring Joseph Gordon-Levitt into the mix. And he's great. I actually loved him in this movie, too. You know, the, the main plot or the main premise of the story is obviously about Flora and her son, Max. Um, But Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays this really nice character that kind of helps move the story along along and facilitates like the music part of the story. Um, But I really loved him in this. And I've not been a big fan of his. I didn't ever watch Third Rock from the Sun. I think the first time I remember seeing him and like noticing him was in um, 10 Things I Hate About You. 
Right. Um, and then like, I, of course, like I loved him in Inception. I loved 500 Days of Summer. That was another like really music heavy film that that super resonated with me. But I just thought he was great in this. And I had no idea he could sing. I'm going to reference another favorite of ours over the last 23 years. This reminded me of how excited we got learning that Ewan McGregor could sing when oh, we wow. finally saw Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Let's do, do you remember? a podcast about the Moulin about the Rouge soundtrack? <laughs> Yes, we really should. We drove everyone crazy with like, come what may and all, like us like talk singing to each other for weeks after that movie. Yes. <laughs> but this was a, this was like one of those instances, too, where I was like, oh, I had no idea he could sing. And this is like, yeah. such a, like a sweet, simple song. There's no production. It's just like a beautiful guitar riff with beautiful lyrics. You know, I love that it's a duet and the guy, and it, but it kind of flips the script of the duet, right? Like he plays this like super romantic character and she takes on more of like, the heartbreaker role in the song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and I do like that the movie wasn't centered around her romantic feelings or attraction to her guitar, her YouTube or her, was it her Zoom guitar teacher? Like yeah. We were doing guitar lessons via Zoom. Um, but she, it really was about the relationship with her, with her son. Although who knows, it seems like, you know, there was, something ruined between those two and but her priority was her kid and that song really was so deep and and she was liking all of like the dance music very bubblegum music and he was trying to find out who she was and what music she likes and um and the two of them kind of collaborating on that song just showed another layer to her because she was the movie opens up. She's hammered in a dance club with her best friend, which, I mean, hey, no shame in her game. Every who's not been there. I know. Um, More times than once in reference to you and I. <laughs> many, many times. Um, and so to see her kind of, I don't know, develop and grow from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, and then even in her musical tastes um, to where she was um, collaborating and enjoying a song that that has real emotion and real actual lyrics and it isn't loud and so noise heavy that it distracts you. <laughs> um, you yes. have, you can't not move because the music is like insane. This is just very quiet and, and thoughtful, a quiet, thoughtful song. Yeah. And I love too what she says. And I, I've thought about this a lot before, but it, this movie articulated it in a way that I thought was so perfect um, they talk about the intimacy of singing a song like this with somebody else, right? And I think she even makes a comment, like, it feels like they kind of, like, just had sex because yeah. they sang this, like, really intimate song. And I think, well, that's got to be true. Like, you, you're so open and vulnerable, especially a song that you wrote the lyrics and the music to. Like, that has to feel like you're naked a little bit, you know? Like, so sharing that and then singing it with somebody else, that really felt like I've thought that in my head a lot, you know, when I see couples duetting and I'm like, I wonder if his wife's mad about that. Or I wonder if, you know, like, we talked a lot. I think you and I talked too about Daisy Jones and the Six, yes. another one. I'd love to do, but like you see that connection between the two of them. And like, there is a conflict, you know, with the wife in that story. But I think that like, I loved that they brought that up and spoke about it. And she was really honest about how intimate that 
connection of singing a duet like that with somebody else is. Yeah. I mean, because you're so vulnerable, you know, there's a vulnerability there and, and it is intimate that way. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. Well, Hillary, thank you so much for joining me this week to talk about Flora and Son. I have been loving this movie and loving the soundtracks. I've just had it on constant repeat. And so I was like, I've got to talk to somebody, but I've got to talk to a mom and I've got to talk to a boy mom. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. Um, I felt like we got to have some girl time today. And then I just like happened to be having a show around it. (laughs) Right. Perfect. I love, love it. Yeah, I'm. Thank you. Thank you for um, for thinking of me. This is really fun. Oh my gosh! Of course. And now that you see you've done it once, see who knows when you'll get pulled back in. So look out. And I still think I think you're right. I think a Moulin Rouge uh, recap, like revisiting. It's got to be having like an anniversary or something soon. I'm like I'm gonna look for that. <laughs> I'm gonna be like shocked and horrified when I right? find out how old that fucking movie is because. <laughs> chronologically I'm my age, but I mean, there's other, I don't feel this old, I guess according right. to the calendar. So it will be a shock to me <laughs> to well, find out how old that movie is. So I'll, I'll send you a little note when I find out and I'll, maybe I'll lie to you. I'll take like 10 years off of whatever anniversary it actually is. So that yeah. we can get the show recorded. <laughs> it's a five year anniversary, Hill. Let's, right. do, it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I mean, yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And as always, listeners, please be sure to follow, download, and share this show. And if you love listening, please drop us a review on Apple or Spotify. Those really do help. And last but not least, to stay informed on all things Super Awesome Mix and what are you listening to, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Super Awesome Mix. Thanks for listening. And please join me again next week to find your new favorite song. Bye.